What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera, and oh man, is this show going to be a hell of a lot different than I thought it was going to be. I don't know what to do with my hands. The 49ers come out on Monday Night Football and absolutely whoop the Los Angeles Rams 31 to 10. Everyone was talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Everybody was talking about Von Miller. I was doing that. I was that guy. I thought the Rams were going to kill the 49ers. Instead, San Francisco comes out right from the gate. All heart, physical play, ready to go. No confusion on defense. Running the football right up the up the middle of the defense, on the edges of the defense. The 49ers played probably a perfect first half from their perspective, and they dominate, dominate the Los Angeles Rams. The score was 31 to 10. It wasn't that close. We want to take your comments. I'm going to be joined by Kyle Posey from Niners Nation soon. We'll take your questions. We'll take your comments. I'm here for all of it. This is the game that we've been waiting for, right? This is what I have been saying, how it's been so long since the 49ers just had a game where they got the lead early, where they didn't have to stress. They didn't turn the ball over. They just got the lead, kept adding points, and had a nice relaxing, for lack of a better term, not sitting on the edge of your seat, living and dying with every possession kind of game. And this was it. And you heard it a billion times on the Monday Night Football broadcast for the first time in 393 days, the San Francisco 49ers got a win at home. Let's just let that sink in. Let it wash over you on the air. There is a ton we're going to get to. We're going to get to the play of the offense, which was fantastic in the first half. We'll get to the defense. We'll get to what this means for the 49ers going forward what their potential playoff situation could be now because they are right in the thick of it for that final playoff spot in the NFC. Before we do all that, or I should say as we do all of that, I want to remind you, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. If you already follow us, that is awesome. But if you do and you haven't left a review, it is a huge, huge help for us. Please, please, please do it if you can. Just take 30 seconds, take your phone, take your friend's phone, take some of the stranger's phone. Well, don't take a stranger's phone. Take anybody's phone that, that you're friends with and that wouldn't mind. Please leave us a rating and a review. And let's just start with this comment. Moonman Ed watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Same old sorry ass Rams. You know what? Yeah, pretty much. Like it, the, the way it looked to me, what I wrote down in my notes are, the 49ers played like the Rams, and the Rams played like the 49ers. It was like attack of the body snatchers in this game. The Rams were the ones turning the ball over. The Rams were the ones who had wide receivers dropping passes. The Rams were the ones who were committing penalties. It was like, this is how other teams feel when they play us. That was like the refreshing thing about this. Unbelievable. I, I'm, I'm just, It's just so different than I thought this show was going to go. Diego watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Rob wanting us to steal some phones. I didn't say steal. Just borrow it. Borrow it from somebody you know. That's all I'm saying. Uh, How about this? Ron Barber on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Debo, that's all that matters. Yeah, pretty much. Like, the dude is one of the best non-quarterbacks in the league. He was everywhere. Five catches for 97 yards and a touchdown receiving. He also carried the ball five times for 36 yards and had a touchdown rushing. Unbelievable. Makes the catch on fourth down, runs for 40 yards, put the game basically out of reach, totally iced it for the Niners. The dude is a monster for San Francisco. He has totally flipped the script for me. I was so down on him after last year and coming in and getting hurt all the time and all the injuries. He has completely flipped it around. He is unbelievable right now i know cooper cup has more yards debo's got to get some love as one of the best wide receivers in the entire league luke rachel anderson watching on the niners nation youtube page and give me credit for reading that very quickly by the way i deserve it that felt good but i have no idea where this team came from looks like a complete 180 degree turn from last week yeah 
I'm like, yes, I don't know where it came from either. Where has this been, right? This is the team and the offense that we thought we were going to see all season long. And I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it took 10 weeks to see it, but this is what we expected to see. A Niners offense churning it out on the ground. I mean, the first drive of the game, you couldn't have scripted it any better for the 49ers. And I guess technically Kyle Shanahan did script it. 18 plays, 93 yards, 11 minutes and three seconds off the clock. The quarters are only 15 minutes long. That's basically a quarter that the Niners just did not let the Rams have the football. I thought it was awesome. It came out. It set the tone. It established that the 49ers, you know, could move the ball on this defense. It kept Matthew Stafford on the sideline. So he just got to sit and stew after he threw that interception. It was a perfect, perfect beginning for the 49ers. And by the way, I'm going to pat myself on the back here a little bit. Somebody said that Sean McVay was going to take a deep shot with Odell Beckham Jr. early in this game. Who was that? Oh, that's right. It was me. And that is exactly what happened. McVay wanted to show off his new toys in the 49ers house. I've got Stafford. Now I've got Odell. And what happens? What was it? The fourth play of the game for the Rams? Stafford chucks a deep pass intended for Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know what the hell happened. There was a miscommunication there. And Jimmy Ward is sitting there and just plucks it out of the air for the interception. Jimmy Ward, two picks in this game. He had two picks in his entire career coming into the night. He doubled his career total. So, so great to get him back. And that set the tone immediately for the 49ers. You get the pick, you get the ball, you go all the way down the field and you stuff it down the Rams throat on a third and six. I had my doubts. Jimmy made a nice pass to George Kittle. And all of a sudden, George Kittle's becoming a red zone threat. Like, yes, imagine that throwing it to our best player at the goal line. Unbelievable start for the 49ers. Chris Adams watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. This is the Kyle Shanahan that we know and love. Just needed seven games to figure it out. I guess so. He was in his bag tonight, man. He had a plan. He had them figured out. Started the game with the outside runs to Elijah Mitchell. Once that started working and the Rams started to adjust and overcompensate, then he started calling those. They were like pitches, but it was a designed cutback up the middle of the field. Awesome play design. Awesome play call. It was work. Everything was working. Everything was working. Oh, I love this comment. This is from, I don't know how to say your handle. I'm sorry. Hind? Hind? Watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Kittle pancaking Von Miller. He absolutely did. Welcome to the NFC West, Von Miller. You're not playing the Raiders and the Chargers anymore. You're playing George Kittle, who's going to find you and murder you if he can. Unbelievable game for the San Francisco 49ers. I can't believe I got to pull up the positive graphics now on today's show. How about this? Who impressed you the most? Because there's plenty of love to go around. Who impressed you the most in this game? We talked about Debo Samuel a little. I mean, Elijah Mitchell, 27 carries, 91 yards. Only average 3.4 yards per carry, but don't be deceived by that. A lot of that was garbage time when the Niners were, were up and just trying to kill the clock. He was way, way, way more consistent than that. I give Elijah Mitchell a ton of credit. What a find and what a beast. Jimmy Ward is getting a lot of love. We already talked about him. Uh, DJ C2X watching on the Niners Nation page says Jimmy Ward bunch of you are saying uh, Kyle and Debo as well. We talked about them. Ward obviously was a factor. He does a lot too with not just, you know, the interceptions, but helping the defense get organized, helping the secondary get organized. He prevents a lot of big plays. The Rams did take multiple shots deep down the field. I thought Stafford actually could have had a few more picks. Kwan Williams made an unbelievable interception with his ass, basically, on a bogus pass interference penalty that got called on him. He was all over Cooper Cup, but it was inside five yards, so it never should have been a pass interference. And then he makes the interception with his legs. Unbelievable play by him, and it didn't end up counting because they called the DPI. But uh, that was nice to see from the secondary stand up a little bit. Emmanuel Mosley had a couple of dropped interceptions. Hufanga actually knocked the ball out of Mosley's hands inadvertently. That would have been another pick. It, everything was good tonight for the 49ers. Everything was good. So first time I can say that, and I don't know how long. Unbelievable. Uh, I w did want to get to this. DQLI, 
DQ Lee watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Bosa has held every single play. Yep. I figured it out. They only call holding on Nick Bosa, uh, Nick Bosa's blocker, when he gets the sack anyway. If he doesn't get the sack, they don't call it. There were multiple plays in this game where he's like getting choked, basically, and they still don't call holding. He was all over the place, too. But, yeah, it was all good. It was all good for the 49ers, and I can't wait. Like, where is the post-game presser? I can't wait. I want to see Kyle Shanahan smiling. I want to see 49ers players smiling. Think about this. You know, I think I saw Akash Anavarath in our own Niners Nations, Akash Anavarath, and tweeting, like, this was the – there were so many questions coming into this game about Kyle Shanahan and the heart on this team, right? And the do the 49ers want and all of that stuff. And – they answered all of it, at least for one night. Now, again, we don't know how this is going to carry on. If they go out and lose to Jacksonville next week, this oops, excuse me. If they go out and lose to Jacksonville this week, this game doesn't really matter. But for one night, it was the team that we expected to see. The defense was so physical in this game. Fred Warner came out of the gate and he was fired up. And I was a little worried about him because I saw his presser this week. And he was <laughs> he looked a little dead inside, for lack of a better term term but he came out and like uh, somebody lit a fire under his ass man and he was a monster all over the field throwing people to the ground even though their forward progress had been stopped like he was fired up i don't know if john lynch came down from the from the rafters or whatever but he was absolutely fired up oh look at this Levin Black watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. While he's supposed to be working, he works at a gas power plant, by the way. People's lives in Pennsylvania are at stake with Levin at the power plant. He's the safety manager there, and he's tweeting, or he's posting on here. One, do you miss me? No, I do not. Goodbye. By the way, uh, Kyle Posey is trying to join us. We're having a little technical difficulty with that there, but uh, hopefully he can pop back in. I think he was having a little bit of trouble getting his webcam going. But, uh, yeah. All good. I, Levin says I'm dressed like a hobo. No, I'm not, Levin. It's a hoodie. It's a hoodie. It's a red hoodie. I didn't know what to wear. Okay, here's the thing. When I, I usually have a George Kittle jersey that I wear. The problem is 49ers have been getting their ass kicked when I wear the George Kittle jersey. And I don't know about you, but I wanted to do something to help the team. I wanted to change it up a little bit. So I started going non-49er gear to try and, you know, Throw off the jinx. It worked against the Bears. It obviously did not work uh, against the Cardinals when the 49ers got mopped. But I went back to it this time, and this is what I'm wearing. Leave me alone, Levin. It looks fine. Happy to be joined now by Kyle Posey from Niners Nation. KP, I was just telling everybody, this is a little bit different show than I thought we were going to have to do. Yeah, so we figured we were talking a little bit about this just before, um, like in our chat. And we, we t- kind of talked about this being a close game just because matchups, familiarity, nobody thought that they were going to blow out the Rams like this. So I thought there was a chance that they could win if they did, you know, some things that they did. But 31-7, mm-hmm. man, um, the Rams looked like the team that we've been watching the last few weeks, right? The 49ers. It's almost That's exactly what I it's said. It's almost like they flipped roles. The Rams looked uninspired, unprepared. They looked like they didn't have any answers. We spent pretty much all week talking about, and not we, I mean, just the 49ers community. D'Amico Ryan should be fired. Like, it was almost off with his head because of what the 49ers did against Colt McCoy. The Rams are a team that is number one in essentially every stat or top three in every offensive statistic you can find. Um, The most explosive passing offense. They just make everything look easy, and it was anything but tonight kyle said it to the production crew before the game it's going to be a debo type of game snatching chains and stealing bikes and that's exactly (laughs) what the 49ers did to the Rams. i mean i said it they come out on that first drive after the interception and shove it down the rams throats with a massive what was it 18 play drive 19 play drive it was 18 for 93 yards it took up 11 minutes in, in game time kp that is just Dominant right out of the gate for the 49ers. So they definitely set the tone on that drive. But I thought, which was equally as impressive, they doubled down on that, came back on their next drive and had, I believe it was eight or nine plays, took off seven minutes and 52, 53 seconds, whatever it was. So the Mm -hmm. first drive wasn't a fluke. They came back, punched the mouth, punched the Rams in the mouth again. 
And that was pretty much all she wrote once they did that. It was the first time that I've seen the 49ers offense look like that. You know what? It reminded me of the NFC championship game against the Packers. That's what it actually reminded me of. Like they were just churning out plays and yards. And you're right. It was 11 plays on that second drive, which by the way, put them up 21 seven because they got the pick six from Jimmy Ward who snatched bodies with Jimmy Ward. Like who (laughs) the hell was that? Go to NinersNation.com, read the bold predictions, and in that article, I talked about what, you know, what would have to happen essentially for them to win. The very first thing that I talked about was Jimmy Ward gets his first interception of the season. And not only did he have one, but he had two, returned one for a touchdown. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. So we know that he morphs into a superstar whenever he plays the Rams, but not like this. Like he's not a guy that just comes up with a ball. If Jimmy Ward were to catch the ball when teams throw it to him, he would be viewed as a superstar. This is honestly the only thing that's preventing him from being in that top tier um, upper echelon group of safeties because he can do everything else, but you have to get turnovers. And he did that tonight, man. So it was great to see. It was awesome to see. The 49ers protected the football in the first half, at least. They didn't get stupid penalties. They really started to rack them up in the second half. But it was a perfect first half for the 49ers and they only had two possessions they still put up 21 points they had only scored 12 points in the first quarter that was their highest first quarter of the year they had 14 points you know basically three possessions into the game they got the touchdown on the first drive and then the pick six like everything went right in that first half for the 49ers including kp at the end of the first half the rams are going down to try and score and i said this on twitter I think Sean McVay was was shook a little bit. I think he was spooked. He was more worried about them scoring too fast and giving the ball back to the 49ers than I think he was about getting the touchdown. He started running the ball. He was taking time off the clock. And then he randomly decides to to fake a field goal, which made no sense because even if they got the fake, if they don't score a touchdown, there was only like 10 seconds left anyway. The 49ers absolutely sniffed it out, and that was just like the capper on the perfect first half. Yeah, I think that he just panicked. He knew that they were down, like they were behind the game script. They had to get points, and he forgot to score because of just on that drive and even a few drives leading up to that drive, they were hitting the 49ers for chunks. Like they were getting passing plays, but for whatever happened, for whatever reason, um, he just panicked. He pulled the plug. That fourth down call was miserable. That spoke to him like he was, you know, waving the white flag. Hey, I know my mm-hmm. offense can't do anything against you guys. I'm going to try to trick you because that's what play callers do when they know they can't, you know, run their type of offense. They go to these gadgets, those trickeration plays. And uh, DJ <laughs> DJ Jones made a hell of a play, by the way. Very athletic play. Yes. And, yeah, 300-pound guys usually do not – have that type of wherewithal where first of all they even know to go out there second of all to be able to break down you know in the open field and make a tackle there sean van Ben Sten. sorry i'm terrible at reading names i apologize sean watching on the niners nation facebook page good win but not the best for the big picture jimmy thriving off yards after catch stats and the jimmy lovers are thinking he's tom brady now don't do that tonight don't <laughs> do that tonight you just Blew out the Rams on your home field. The first time you look like the team we thought we were going to see all season, Sean. Don't be that guy who tells me that somehow that this win is actually a bad thing for the team. Yeah, this is what we kind of wanted to see from Jimmy, right? They get ahead of the chains. They are controlling the mm-hmm. game script. And Jimmy played well. Like we, It's okay to talk about that when it happens. So he didn't <laughs> throw the ball down the field. He wasn't doing anything flashy, but he did fit the ball into tight spaces. He did pull the trigger when he had to. There was a one sack that was like, eh, maybe get rid of it. But um, the, the, yep. real, the real issue was, and this is the only time you know anybody had a problem with what Jimmy did today, is when he just targeted Ramsey twice on a drive. No matter what happens in the game, like you should not be doing that multiple times to the best cornerback in the NFL. But outside of that, he's throwing the ball over the middle in traffic. He's playing on time, which has been an issue. So, no, it was he was borderline outstanding, I would say. The fourth down completion to Debo, which, by the way, can we just talk for a minute? Kyle Shanahan going for it on fourth down. Who is this yes! guy? <laughs> I, I have been begging him to start doing that. When he ran the ball on third down, I was like, okay, I'm either going to be really mad here that Kyle has just totally gone into like conservative give-up mode, or he's planning on going for it on fourth down. He went for it on fourth. 
Jimmy completes the pass to Debo. That was his best pass of the night, I thought. That was an anticipatory pass over the middle in a very tight window. And he had thrown some balls behind some people earlier in the day. That was right on the money. And Debo took it in stride and went for the 40-yard touchdown. That that sealed it. That was like, okay, I can exhale finally. Yeah. The 49ers are going to win this game. Yeah, Shanahan certainly smelled blood in the water when he went when he went for it there. So the Rams were struggling to move the ball. When your defense, and this is what one of my biggest issues with Shanahan has been just essentially all his all his tenure with the 49ers. He needs to understand the game flow. When your defense is playing as well as you are, that's when you are mm-hmm. aggressive on offense. That's not when you, you know, play conservative. So he knew the Rams, you know, they had punted on all three of their drives in the third quarter. They were not moving the yep. ball. They were really struggling. So when that's the case, what are the odds that they're going to drive 50 yards and score now? They haven't driven um, driven 50 yards all half, all quarter, all game, essentially. So going for it on fourth down, spreading the field, throwing the ball to your best players, like very simple in our minds. But <laughs> when he when they do that, when they catch the ball, when they hold on to the ball, good things happen. So, yeah, I was, I was really impressed with not not only that call because it kind of – it hinted at Shanahan stepping on the Rams' throat. Like, we smell blood, got him down, kick him. That's when you do – I think those are the type of calls that give your team confidence, and those are the type of plays – where you know you can kind of build off it and move forward because Shanahan is speaking right now and he said that they were very embarrassed by last week's performance as they should be and it was a matter of you know how are they going to come out tonight and he couldn't have asked for just a better start and finish it was it was wire to wire dominance nice to see they should have been embarrassed after last week and uh, so what do we feel about Kyle Shanahan I threw that question up on the stream uh, we'd love to hear people's thoughts please chime in like. He knows how to coach again. He remembers how to coach. <laughs> this is why the, the people that have been supporting him, right? We see this. This is the performance that we latch onto because we're like, holy hell. They ran the ball 40 times in this game. They were moving the ball through the air. And they didn't even really take any play action shots down the field really all night long. But they see this performance from Kyle Shanahan and we're like, this is the guy that we think he is. Kurt's Garage watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page says Shanahan looked like a master tonight. Absolutely. Uh, How about this one from Peter Burge? Hasn't changed my perspective on what sort of leader he is. All he did was call a better game, which was great, but he's still not a good mentor. (laughs) Maybe, but KP, this game, Kyle Shanahan, you know, they had every reason to come out and fall flat. They had just gotten humiliated. It looked like the season was going to go nowhere. They could have come out and said, hey, the Rams are coming in with all their big toys and just been flat again, but they weren't, right? Like, the team played for Kyle Shanahan, so he must be some type of leader. Yeah, I think he was, and there's no doubt about that. So, in my mind, everything that we've seen from the 49ers offense consistently, like, there have been halves where they look great, but just – in four quarters, everything's a struggle. Like, it's hard to move the ball. Like, the 49ers offense, when you think of yes. Kyle Shanahan, when you think of who they have on the field, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, Elijah Mitchell, a good offensive line, which we have to acknowledge. And I don't think people give enough credit to this offensive line because you'll point out the one play where Tom Compton gets beat or the two plays where Daniel Brunskill gets beat. But for the other, like, 50 to 60 plays, they play really well. So, with all that said, it shouldn't be laborious every game to fight claw scratch to get 10 yards that was not the case tonight um explosive play after explosive play elijah mitchell was doing his thing jeff wilson runs very hard and i think his style of running has a you know has an impact on the defense so no i I think shanahan just had his full complement of you know weapons on offense and i also think that he you know it helps when you know your opponent front and back and you know what you can get away with it was pretty evident that he felt like he can come out hit these guys in the mouth that they could dominate in the trenches, run the ball, keep it to third and five, third and four, third and three. And that way the playbook's open. And, you know, the Rams really didn't have an answer for that. We lost your video, KP. What oh, I got to restart. That's what it is. All right. Let me pop you out here. And uh, KP is going to get his video fixed. Kyle Shanahan is at the podium, as you said. Uh, Twitter comment from Josh Delgado watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. I wish this Kyle Shanahan appeared every week. Yeah, so do I. We all kind of do. Uh, Kyle said after the game that the opening drive, the 18 play drive convinced him that they could attain the pregame goal of 40 carries. When you say 40, I almost backtracked it a little because it's somewhat realistic after that first drive. All right, we have a chance. Let's keep doing this. The first drive convinced Kyle that they could run the ball. And you know what? To his credit, they stuck with it. And something I said today on a Twitter space, KP was, I said that sometimes Kyle Shanahan lets the other team dictate to him what he does. 
because he's so good at coming up with with counters to what you do. Oh, you want six defensive linemen? Okay, well, we can pass you out of that, which he can, but it's still letting the other team dictate to you what you do. And I liked in this one that they just came out, stuffed the ball down their throats. It kind of reminded me of like a Jim Harbaugh performance. Like, we are going to run this ball on you, and we don't care if you stop it early on. And they, they hit him with the toss sweeps to the outside. And then when that stopped working a little bit, they hit him with that. What the, I've never seen a toss counter before, but they broke it out in this game and it was awesome. Yeah, it was, that's something that LSU did a while or a couple of years ago with like when Leonard Fournette was there and Darius Geis was there. Um, that's a good counter. It's a good change of pace when the defense is overreacting because you have a speed guy like Elijah Mitchell. So you're going to overcompensate. You're going to try to beat him to the sideline. So it was nice. It was good. And they, it seemed like there was a change of pace, not just for the passing plays, but as you mentioned, just for like the running plays like that. To me, when you talk about like the hardball type of game plan, it's it seemed like he was going to run the ball. Hey, I'm going to run the ball. You know that I'm going to run the ball. I know that you can't stop it. You know that you can't stop it. This is how it's going to go. And that was the type of mentality that they had tonight. And to start, I believe at halftime, they were only averaging like four yards per carry. But again, they were staying ahead of the chains. Like these were positive games. Mm-hmm. So four yards for the 49ers is a big deal because four yards, four yards. And now you get to third and short, knowing that, you know, they, they have a chance to go for it on fourth down. Um, it just made a world of difference tonight, just having that early down success rate. You're absolutely right. In the first half, the 49ers averaged 4.8 yards to go on third down. So that speaks to how they were able to keep everything in a manageable position. Uh, other games this season, the 49ers usually average eight yards to go on third down. So they they did an amazing job of putting themselves in a spot to succeed. Credit to the ground game, credit to the game plan. It was just so nice. Like you said it, like it just wasn't, it looked easy. And I obviously it wasn't easy, but it looked easy. It felt easy. It was just nice to see. Like this is what teams can do in the NFL when you've got a play caller and an offensive mind like Kyle Shanahan. And they didn't even have McGlinchey in this game, right? I mean, Jalen Moore, I think, started at tackle. Did he actually get hurt? What happened with him? Because Compton was back in pretty quickly. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see when he went down. I, I know it was pretty early when Jalen Moore got hurt. And, I mean, once that happened, it was like, oh, here we go again. 49ers are cursed. Can't even have a rookie play more than three series before getting injured. But it was nice that that didn't matter. And that's another big thing about running the ball and being successful. They didn't allow the Rams, Von Miller, Aaron Donald to be able to pin their ears back and have those third and medium, third and longs where – when everybody knows that they're going to pass the ball. And we saw early on the game when they did have their first third and long, Jimmy was sacked. And who knows what happens, you know, if those type of plays just continue to roll, continue to trickle on. But that did not happen. So, yeah, kudos, man. We talked about uh, the late down, early down. So on third downs, the 49ers, their success rate was 71% on both the run and the pass. The Rams, their success rate was 33%. There's the difference in the game. Convert on third downs, turn the ball over. The 49ers did not which was, <laughs> we talked again, that's something else that we talked about in the Niners yeah. Nation chat. You move, that, them moving the ball has never been an issue. What happens is they move the ball, and then they find a way to throw up on themselves, whether that's yes. interception, missed block, drop pass, fumble, whatever it, whatever the case is. But that wasn't, that wasn't it tonight, and this is what happens when they take care of the ball. That was so refreshing because, and I said this to Kyle Juszczyk when we talked to him earlier this week, it just felt like every time they snapped the ball, I was waiting for something bad to happen this season. It just felt like that. And tonight I did not feel like that. Once they had that first drive, I was kind of like, man, maybe, maybe we can get out of this thing a little bit. And they didn't turn the ball over. I said it, it was like the team switched bodies, the Rams, you know, I I don't want to take anything away from the 49ers defense, but the Rams were not sharp tonight. They dropped a bunch of balls, a couple of balls on third downs that would have extended drives. They just flat out dropped. I don't know what was going on with them, but they came out flat. Yeah, it seemed like they dropped three passes that ended drives in the first half. And, I mean, there's not much you can do to coach around that. But, again, they just seemed flat. They seemed uninspired. I don't know if – so, to be clear, the 49ers were hitting, and they were hitting hard, and I don't know if that had a reason to do with some of the drops. I remember on one of the plays, Aziz Shire, he hit the dude so hard that his face mask went down, and it almost looked like it was crooked. Uh, That. (laughs) Those are the type of plays that remind you of like a Harbaugh type of defense or the 29-19 type of defense where yes. you know if you go over the middle, you are going to get stuck. You know if you're a running back and you run up the middle or in between the tackles, they are going to lay a hat on you. So that was really refreshing to see from the 49ers defense just to have like enforcers on that side of the ball. 
We always ask for your three words to describe this 49ers game. We have done so now and on the Niners Nation uh, podcast Twitter handle at NN Podcast. How about this from Blanton125 on the Niners Nation YouTube page? Violent, aggressive, consistent. I mean, violent, aggressive for sure on both sides of the ball. The offense in the second half, they started kind of committing some of their old sins with some penalties and getting behind the chains a little bit. But that's okay when you have a lead of multiple scores, which the 49ers have not had for most of this year. So we were living and dying with those possessions, KP. It didn't come back to hurt them in this game because they actually had a lead. Yeah, I think that – I and I don't know how much this is true, but it just seemed like the offense was kind of checked out toward the end there, and we weren't seeing the same type of um, – it just seemed like they were going through the motions and they were just kind of trying to run the clock out because they could have added points toward the end of the game or just toward the end of, from the third quarter on if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three words that I would use to describe this game is it's about time just because <laughs> we've, we know the type of talent that's on this team. There are way too many good players on this team for the, this to be the record or for this to be the type of performances that we've seen, you know, whether against the Cardinals or just against the Colts. You go on and on through the games that they've had. But this is the type of team that we expected. The Vegas win total for this team was like 11 games. Many of us expected yep. them to win 10, 11, 12, because these are the type of games, not that it should be, you know, it's easy to get up against the Rams. like that. You don't get any credit for getting up against the Rams. The best of the best teams are able to play like this, whether it's the Cardinals and Colt McCoy, whether it's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, whether it's your rival, the Rams at home in a Monday night football game, when you know if you lose this, your season is a wrap, like it's over. So it was good to see them come out like this. And Peyton Manning said at the end of the broadcast where, hey, look out for the Niners in the second half, because this is what they're capable of. Like everybody knows it now. They have absolute ballers on the outside of the perimeter. It's nice that Jimmy can go here here or here. So he has IU, mm-hmm. he has Debo, he has Kittle. Like that makes life a lot easier for a quarterback, especially when you have a running game. Um, Elijah Mitchell is good. Jeff Wilson is, it seems like a good change of pace, like a complimentary guy for Mitchell. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. But yeah, it's just about time that they play like this because I think that's why all of us get so frustrated with it because we know that they can do this and we've seen glimpses of it throughout the season, but never wire to wire like this. So thank you for not making our nights miserable. Oh, man, I was not expecting this. But you mentioned it, so let's go there. Um, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because I know it was just one win, and the 49ers have been consistently inconsistent this year. But I just, you know, you you take a peek at the schedule. The Niners are a half game out of a playoff spot right now. They have Jacksonville next week. They are behind the Vikings. They're going to play the Vikings in two weeks. They are behind the Falcons. They are going to play the Falcons. What is it? One, two, three, four, five weeks from now. They are going to have a chance here. I mean, there's other games on their schedule. The Vikings, obviously, they got to play the Seahawks again. Cincinnati is not going to be a fun game. The Titans is on a Thursday night. Short week is not going to be fun. But there's an opportunity. And no Derek Henry, right. There's an opportunity going forward for the 49 season to not just be about developing rookies, which is not something that I was willing to admit could happen after they got humiliated last week. The NFL is about as fickle as it gets, man, because we go from one week losing to Cole McCoy, season's over, burn it down, fire everybody, come back the next week because this is what the 49ers do. They make it unpredictable. They come out, smash the Rams, and now they're a half game out of the playoff race. And the two teams, so we can probably assume that the first five spots are locked up, but the two teams Mm -hmm. are the Panthers, who are five and four, I believe, and the Saints, who have the same record, but they don't have a quarterback and they don't have any wide receivers. So it's hard to imagine that the Saints stay in that position and the Panthers are so fickle that who knows what will happen. Then all the teams that are above the 49ers or even in the wild card hunt for those last two spots, how many would you feel comfortable saying that you would? they would be even – like would they even be favorites over the 49ers? Because I'm not so sure that that would be the case. So it does come down to the 49ers handling True. business. They will be the Jaguars. Like you, I don't envision a scenario where they lose to the Jaguars. But after that – they have a chance to really take care of business and put themselves into a position where um, you're in the dance. And, that, and that's all you can ask for, especially with the way that they started. And even then, if we do get there, I don't think that there's really a team that matches up well with the 49ers with, with their style of play, knowing what they're capable of. Again, they are completely capable of, you know, 
spitting up all over themselves like they have been doing. But <laughs> this is the type of game that that we know they can play. And this is why we this is why it is okay to talk about the 49ers and making the playoffs because we've seen this version of them now. Dre Smith watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. We could get hot and go on a run. I feel like this was so useful for Kyle Shanahan to say and the and the coaching staff to just say, see, like it works. What we're telling you works if you execute these things and do what we say like this is the kind of team we can be now they can't exhale they can't relax the jaguars just beat the bills not too long ago oh we lost you again kp here i'll I'll pop you out and let you get your webcam back like they just lost to the bills so or um, they just beat the bills i'm sorry so you can't just you know think you're gonna roll in and and dominate like you got to keep that same intensity every single week now hopefully they can but we'll have to see, you know, it's a, it's a new test every single Sunday and next week, what they did tonight won't matter, but at least for one night, it was nice. How about this from Michael Murphy watching on the Niners nation Facebook page, Levi's curse broken. That's not bad. Levi's curse broken was Michael Murphy's three words for this game. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. Cause I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, if the 49ers had lost this game, I think they would have had one of the worst home field winning percentages of all time. Uh, they have not really been great at home since Levi's open, but they didn't. They win, and we'll see what happens next week. I'm trying to look at Twitter for some of the post-game comments. Kyle, have you seen any that have jumped out to you as we've been doing this show? Um, No, he's just – I mean, Kyle Shannon is just talking about how he was frustrated, and, you know, when you get up on a lead, he here's one. He said, usually that's when you get a lead and people – Game's over in the third quarter and you finish it. Oh, he's talking about the 40-carry goal. That's right. Yeah, I I don't want to talk about that. I, I actually do think there is merit to what he is saying, knowing how they run the 49ers offense. But can you name the last three home wins for the 49ers? Oh, man. Well, they beat the Rams before tonight. Obviously, the, the last time they won was against the Rams at home. And the win before that, I can't remember. It was against the Rams, too. Their last three oh wins. <laughs> their last three wins at Levi Stadium have been against the Rams, which of course, man. For Sean McVay, like this has got to be in his head now. This is five straight games. They haven't beaten the 49ers since 2018. Some of those games have been without key players for the 49ers. So that's the question then, Kyle. Is this just hey, the 49ers happen to match up really well with the Rams, or is this something that this team can actually build on? I think it's a little bit of both. I think both things can be true here just because the the Rams offensive line, they are, I guess, small and athletic or small and unathletic, which is a bad combination when you're going up against guys the size of Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and DJ Jones. Like that's just not going to work well for you when they're, you are constantly moving Matt Stafford off a spot or Jared Goff, whoever the Rams quarterback is. Um, it's going to be tough for them to move the ball. And then on offense, the 49ers, like they're not really a team that throws the ball outside the numbers. So guys mm-hmm. like Jalen Ramsey, you can neutralize them. Um, Aaron Donald, he's going to make plays against anybody. So that's never going to be, you know, you're never going to be able to stop him. But the Rams linebackers are very, very weak. And Jimmy Garoppolo is at his best when he throws the ball over the middle. So naturally, they're going to have success against the Rams just because of that game plan. And of course, they have a really good running game. But knowing that this is a style, knowing that Kyle Shannon realized that, hey, if I give Elijah Mitchell the ball, which is another, like, everything that we talked about kind of came to fruition, give the ball to Elijah Mitchell 20-plus times and good things will happen. That's that's the name of this game for this offense. Elijah Mitchell is very, very good for them. And he kind of relied on Mitchell. Again, he, like, he didn't have, like, great runs to begin the game, but it's just continual runs. It's four, five, four, four. Like, those are good for the 49ers. So I think they can build off that. Um the Jaguars on deck. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine laying an egg, even if it's on the road, even if you have to fly cross country, even if it's a, a, a mini short week. It's Monday, but you have yep. to imagine they will be ready to roll against Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. But uh, as of now, they're opening up as six point favorites. So Vegas doesn't expect them to lay an egg. We shall see. I mean, I was so confident. I was giddy that I bet the Rams minus three and a half this week. I was like, this is easy money. Uh, this is going to be great. And, of course, I should just do that every week because whenever I bet on the 49ers to lose, those are the games that they seem to pull out, like just to cost me money. I will happily pay the money. It is worth it for this win. 
Uh, oh, see, now look at this. Wesley Willis watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Don't <laughs> let this Niners team fool you into believing them. Look, I'm not saying they're great. You know, they're if they're getting into the playoffs, it's going to be probably the seventh seed. They'll Maybe they, you know, who knows what happens at that point. But, like, I don't want to just give up on the season. Like, if you're just going to say that they have no chance and not get your hopes up at all, like, then what are you going to do for the next two months? You know, yeah. like, believe. Why not? And that's not fair just because the 49ers don't have to be great. Look around. Look at the NFC. <laughs> no team is great. Look at the teams that they're competing against, like the seven teams towards the bottom of the NFC fighting for those last two spots. They're all bad. It's okay yeah. to admit it. Like, none of them are good. And think about their, their schedule. Jags, losing record. Vikings might have a losing record by the time they play them. Seahawks, losing record. Bengals, they have a winning record. But are they really good? Because the last time they played the Browns, it did not look like it. Falcons mm -hmm. are still the Falcons. Titans are a good football team. You cannot, you know, you can't take anything away from them there. And then after the Titans, you get, you know, another Rams. To, you're you're going to finish – uh, finish the season against the Rams. But after the Titans, you have a Texans team. So there are a lot of winnable games on the schedule. And these are coming against teams who are not good. So I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I know all of the other teams' schedules, but there is a strong chance getting this win, if they can build off it, that the 49ers can not only get back to 500, but get to that nine, 10 win mark. And if they get there, um, then they'll for sure be in the playoffs. Carlo Garibay watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. We want to see Lance play. And I throw that up only, Kyle, because I'm just so glad that we're not sitting here for another Sunday saying, why didn't Trey Lance get in the game? Why didn't Brandon Ayuk get more targets? Why didn't Trey Sermon play in the game? Like, I'm tired of talking about that stuff. And we don't have to talk about that stuff now because the 49ers won and they played really, really well. Absolutely. And Jimmy was 15 of 19, 182 yards, two touchdowns, got rid of the ball very quickly, 2.3 seconds time to throw according to next-gen stats. Mm -hmm. I thought that there would be a moment where Trey Lance comes in the game. I think that because they were ahead so quickly, there was really no reason to put him in the game. I did think that he should have played in the fourth quarter when it was like 31-7 or 31-10. Yeah. That would have been a good time to put Lance in the game. So you protect Jimmy because who knows? You saw what Stafford was to. Stafford was taking some licks in the fourth quarter that you never want to expose your starting quarterback to. So that would have been a situation where I put Lance in the game. But, yeah, um, maybe we see him against the Jaguars. Maybe we see Lance if the 49ers can open up the score against some teams that are not so hot moving forward. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to talk about – something different and not that Shanahan hey you're wasting a season because you're not developing your rookie quarterback as long as they're winning that is not a topic how about this move I just saw Grant Cohn tweet this out Kyle Shanahan gave out zero game balls after this win he said he wants the 49ers to play like this more often what do you think about that little maneuver from Shanahan <laughs> love it man if that's what it's gonna take Sure. Nobody deserves a game ball because everybody gets a game ball. And I think that's more of his message. Not so much, hey, we can't give it to Jimmy or Debo or Bosa for getting a sack. It's because we played like a team tonight for the first time from the first quarter through the fourth quarter. It was the offense kicking butt. It was the defense kicking butt. It was the special teams who Trenton Cannon had a big return, which helped yep. spark a drive. Like those are the type of things that have to they have to do better. Just compliment each other. They haven't played complimentary football all season. And tonight against one of the best teams in the NFL, they finally did. Robbie Gold hit a 50-yard field goal. How about yeah, that? Like, I, Jesus. Things that I would not have predicted happening in this game. Uh, so if K, if Shanahan didn't give out game balls, we will. Who uh, who gets your game ball for San Francisco today in a 31-10 win? Yeah, it has to be Debo, just the way that he sets the tone. Um, they use him as running back, and he scored a touchdown. They threw him the ball in fourth down, and he scored a touchdown. I don't remember how many third downs that he converted, but I know it was more than one. And I know it was into some tight spaces. And I know on one where he just bounces off defenders every time. He is a little, he is a bowling ball, man. He's a human pinball. And guys really struggle to tackle him. When you have a guy mm -hmm. like that, it makes your offense very, very easy. And he's kind of morphing into like a number one receiver, like a true number one receiver, not a gadget guy, not somebody who can just catch screens and take it 80 yards like he did against the, the Bears. But he's a guy who's actually winning as a wide receiver and winning on third downs, and he's a guy that Shanahan trusts. So knowing that, knowing the impact that he brings to the offense, whether it's at wide receiver, whether it's at running back, um, he he gets the game ball for me. How about you? Where are you going? Well, first, I just want to say on Debo, 
one of the things I noticed too, no drops today. He was catching everything. Yes. And so many times this season, we've seen the 49ers on these third down plays, these crucial plays that Jimmy has to have, throw the ball and it bounces off a receiver's hands. And sometimes that's a bad throw by Jimmy. Sometimes it's just a flat out drop by Debo, but it Were was absolutely, no, I don't think so. I think everybody, cause Jimmy was eight for eight, I think for like a huge part of the first half. Uh, and so, they didn't drop the ball, and it was nice to see. Then they were able to keep the chains moving, like you said. Um, if you're taking Debo off the board, because he's the obvious one to me, uh, I want to give it to the 49ers offensive line then. I know Elijah Mitchell played well, but I'm going to give it to the O-line. Going up against Aaron Donald, going up against Von Miller, like, it's not an easy thing to do. I expect the whole ground, the whole game was centered around the 49ers rushing attack and the, they got it done. Even when, when Jalen Moore goes down and Compton has to go back in the game, which let's be honest, nobody wanted to see Tom Compton's ass back in this game. Nobody wanted person. to see that. <laughs> and you know what? I think I heard them call Aaron Donald's name like one time, uh, all game. So kudos to them. Brunskill. Von too. Yeah. Von. I mean, the only time I heard Von's name was when George Kittle pancaked his ass, to be honest Yikes. with you. Absolutely did. And I just, Give them give them love. Like you said, they don't get enough love. So I'm going to give my game ball to the O-line, which is kind of a cop-out, but I'm doing it anyway. I'll go back and I'll just go on the other side of the ball and talk about D'Amico Ryans because he did receive a lot of criticism this week. And much of it was earned, but at the same time, he was missing a lot of players. Like they played with a good amount of backups. We saw the value in Jimmy Ward last week, and we saw it show up again today just on the different things that he's asked to do. Uh, it's nice to get a pass rush. It is nice to actually tackle and not have to worry about giving up third and 18s when you miss an open field tackle. I mentioned disease Shire. They just came prepared, though. The Rams, again, they lead the league in explosive passing plays. There were two all game. They came early, and that was few and far between. You did not have to worry about them bombing it over your head. They really couldn't get the running game going. Part of that is probably due just to the 49ers getting out ahead early. But uh, you have to give credit to D'Amico Ryans because the Rams had no answers for what he was doing. It's nice to see, you know, maybe defensive coordinators have to develop a little bit too. He was a rookie defensive coordinator coming into the year. Maybe he's starting to round into form. Oh man, KP, we lost you again here. Let me bump you out real quick. Uh, we'll get you back in as soon as you get your, uh, your webcam situated here. It's just an awesome, awesome, awesome game for the 49ers. I'm trying to see if there are any player comments from anybody that have jumped out to me. Oh, KP is back. How about this comment from Chris Maldonado? Jimmy Ward gets a game ball for me, game ball for Levin Black, game ball for Rob for hosting this, and game ball for KP for filling in and doing this, and another game ball for Levin for being the truth. That's too many game balls for Levin, but KP. Wow, Chris. Yeah, he's a big fan. Massive, massive credit to you for filling in, KP. Really, really appreciate it. The best part about this for me is that the 49ers won and I didn't have to talk to Levin at all. That's like a double win. <laughs> <laughs> so I will. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Yeah, well, you know what? He's too busy at work, you know, at the power plant in Pennsylvania protecting everyone in case uh, there's some sort of disaster there. So good job, Levin. Glad I didn't have to talk to you. The 49ers get the win. And I just want to mention one more thing before we go. I got a tweet that I can't put up on the screen, obviously, but it's from Ed Saldana, who says, Stats, you are a fake and a poser. You have absolutely zero credibility to bestow any praise upon this team after their dominating win. Take your whining, negative, gaslighting self elsewhere. Gaslighting? Look, when the team is bad, I say they're bad. When the team is good, I say they're good. Like, I don't think this is that controversial. Yeah, I don't think that they gave us much to be optimistic about before today. Um, they just lost to a backup quarterback without their right. two starting receivers. It's okay to acknowledge when they play poorly. And it's not really switching your tune when the 49ers win because we're just getting new information. Like that's, that's how football works. It's week to week. It's a fickle league. We talked about that. One week, the Jaguars are going to beat the Bills. The next week, they're going to lose by 30. One week, the 49ers might lose to Colt McCoy. And the next week, they're going to make one of the best teams in the NFL look like a college team. And that's exactly what happened tonight, man. They're physical, but we need them to play this type of physical punch you in the face, hardball style of football every week. When that happens, I promise you will enjoy these shows. <laughs> but we are going to speak facts until then. 
Yes, yeah, sorry. Like, if you came, if you predicted this, like, then you were just being an absolute homer. There's nothing the 49ers have done this season that would lead you to believe that they were capable of doing this to one of the league's best teams. But guess what? They absolutely did it. Uh, Want to remind everybody again before we go, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. If you are still watching this stream, you obviously like something we said, so please give us a follow. I promise you we will earn it. If you leave a comment or a question, I promise you we will read it on the air. We read every single one. They really, really help people discover us, which is something that's really hard to do when it comes to podcasting. Also, later this week, make sure you check out, and I'm putting I'm putting you on the spot here, KP. Kyle Posey's film breakdowns on YouTube are must watch. I am telling you, go check out the ones that are there now. Hopefully you have some more for us this week, Kyle, because they are great. They are making me a better fan and everybody needs to go check those out. Thank you for doing those. Thank you for shouting me out there, man. Yeah, I imagine we're going to talk about running the football this week and what it's (laughs) like to be able to know you're going to move the opponent every time you snap the ball because – Man, I know it has to feel good for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo, actually, he used a quote after the game saying, I'm not going to – I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not going to say that it broke their will, but it did something to their soul after that 11-play drive. It is gut-wrenching to know when the team is going to run the ball and you have, you're helpless, like you can't do anything about it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to look back and see how the offensive line did against. For Jimmy Garoppolo to say that after the game, especially knowing they got to play the Rams again later this season, right. like <laughs> – right. Jimmy doesn't say anything in the post-game conferences. That tells you he was feeling good after this win. And we all should be. Everybody should be feeling good. Enjoy it. Take the rest of the night. Enjoy the win. Feel free to go online tomorrow and read positive things about the 49ers. Like, just lap it up. These, As we've seen, they don't always come often. So enjoy it when they do come. Enjoy your night, everybody. Thank you again, KP. Thanks for joining us. Rate, review, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Go Niners, and let's see if we can get two in a row next week against the Jags.